0: Welcome to the It's Air Business podcast. My name is Eva. I'm your host, and here we talk about how to scale your business through group programs, virtual retreats, your service-based business from zero to six to seven and beyond figures. So let's get started. Today I wanted to continue the discussion that we had about pride in the last episode. And if you didn't if you didn't hear it, um, go back to the previous episode into part one where I talked about the different levels of pride and how that fits within the Hawkins scale of consciousness. And I talked about contempt and I talked about victimhood. Today, I want to discuss another couple um, frequencies in the realm of pride that really, really get in the way of us growing our businesses. One of those is doubt. Doubt calibrates at one eighty. Also, in the you know neighborhood of pride, I see this in a business a lot. We have our clients do seven day retreats, where they take their prospects through seven days of teaching content. On day four, they introduce their program and then their prospects have until day seven to decide whether or not they want to work with them. So they give, 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 give. But also after day four, they're opening cart and they're saying, hey, come and work with me. And what typically happens time after time is that they open cart on day four they, you know, transition into, hey, you know, if you guys want to hear about how I work with people, stay on. And then people stay on and they make their pitch and they are so excited. And they're like, oh my gosh, finally I get to talk about what I so love doing, my coaching program or healing program or whatever, right? And then they tell people, you know, you got to decide by Sunday, 6 p.m. whether or not you're going to join. And guess what happens? It's uh, in our human nature to set on the fence and procrastinate on decision until the last minute. And so nothing happens. Here and there they'll have like a a couple people jump in who are like really excited. Yeah, sure, I'll work with you of course, right? That does happen. The majority of the sales and the signups come in on Sunday night. (laughs) What happens on Friday is tears and doubt and storytelling and it it's always the same thing. It's always, oh, maybe I gave too much. Oh, maybe my program isn't the right fit. Oh, maybe people are just entitled and they, they just want the free stuff and they're doing the Facebook challenges and whatever. They just don't want to like, you know, pay anybody and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, then they start calculating the math. What are the, the people can afford them? It's prejudging. Oh, this person doesn't think I'm good enough. That person doesn't have the money. This person is not committed. People would won't spend twelve months working with me. Blah 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 blah. Right? The program is too long, or oh, I didn't deliver too much and blah, 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 enough, or, or whatever. It's 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 doubt. But you gotta remember when you say I doubt this is going to work out, you're going to one eighty. And the difference between people who have a successful retreat. And people who don't, is people who are blending with the 180 and and, and all of us go there. I have yet to have a retreat where I don't have some level of doubt on day five. It is mental discipline. It's mental game. It's can you surrender that? Can you notice that? Can you stay aware enough to say, oh, I know this is doubt. I'm going to let this go. said this many times doing a retreat this is why we put people through retreats teaching seven days in in front of dozens and dozens of people and the reason why we do this is because it is one of the fastest ways you can grow as a human being it's a spiritual teacher right you're going to go through the roller coaster the emotions the doubt and in the end You have to work out, out of your way, all the not good enoughness, all the imposter syndrome. Who am I to say I'm an expert? Who am I to say, you know, I can help these people, blah, 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 blah. All the self-doubt, you know, which is right around there, around 180 as well. And, you know, really working yourself out of it and saying, you know, this isn't really about me. And I'm really here to serve people. And I know I can make a difference and I'm just going to do it, right? So you win it or use it, you lose it in your day five and your day six. And the difference is going to be: are you able to get out of the doubt? Right? So that's that's one thing. With doubt comes the storytelling, getting into other people's heads. And my very first coach that I had in 2015, she said. Um Eva, when you're in other people's heads, you are in your dark side. Prejudging, assuming, wondering what people are gonna think or say or whatever. The minute you do that, you're in your dark side. The next thing I want to talk about, the next level of pride is wanting to look a certain way. Right. It's about 190 and i could be wrong about these uh but it's it's wanting to appear a certain way it's like kind of the looking good right like prideful of being certain way it's at 190 and i will be totally honest this is this seems to be my downfall right i have no idea if i'm over or below 200 you know 85% chance statistically that i'm below 200 because just because you know most people are um And if I am, I'm pretty sure this is my downfall. That's what the ego buys into is the like wanting to look a certain way and wanting the glory of, you know, looking good and looking like the super man I am. You know, I'm doing this with a baby, single mom, running a business, you know, um, multi-seven figure empire right now, you know, whatever. And I remember, you know, November 2019 when I was, Um, I was completely broke my business ended as it was and I've shared the story many times right Um, because I couldn't just speak in engagements anymore and so and so forth and was starting from zero basically no income and I was six months pregnant and I said you know to heck with it I don't I don't have to be the statistic when it comes to Single motherhood, and I am going to create whatever I want because I do believe that it is in the mindset, right? So I bought a little eight and a half by eleven whiteboard at the Walmart, and I put it in my shower, and I wrote on this seven-figure happy single mom, and I said, "Okay, I'm I'm just going to do it. I'm going to set that as my intention." I'm going to live in a place of gratitude. I'm going to transform my mindset. I'm going to get out of the victim zone. I'm going to do it. Now, this is where we have to be extremely careful, right? Because you are, most of you are setting your intention to be six and seven and eight figure entrepreneur, right? And you have to set that intention to get there right and it's not about the money but you need to have that as a scorecard because you can't make a difference a whole lot of difference in the world you know the money is pretty much a scorecard for for what you're doing and i tend to attract people who know they have big 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 purpose around teaching and healing and coaching right those are the people i tend to attract so i'm that's who i'm speaking to in this podcast that i know you guys have amazing huge Dreams and goals, and it is probably part of your purpose and your function to serve people, to serve a lot of people, right? So your intention is probably to be seven, eight, whatever. Figure entrepreneur, six, seven, eight, whatever, wherever you at, right? Now this is where where you need to be extremely careful about making that not making that about the looking good, right? Not making it about, oh, look at me, I'm the seven-figure entrepreneur. And it's it's very nuanced, right? And I see this with spiritual teachers who are in the 400s, 500s, and then they buy into the looking good of it, of being, you know, the enlightened whatever, right? And then they go down to one ninety. And I believe, I don't have any evidence of that or I not have any proof, but I believe this is why. And it's very difficult to let that go. And when I try to surrender, because it creeps in, right? It's the accomplishments, the pride of accomplishment or pride of being a certain way, pride of being a nice person. There's a lot of nice people that are below 200. Very, very nice people. People below 200 aren't always evil. They're very nice people, but it's the pride of being a nice person, right? And it sneaks in, it creeps in, where all of a sudden it becomes all about the identity as the nice person or the accomplished person or the seven-figure single mom or the enlightened one or the whatever you have, right? So um you have to be super careful and this is why it's very important to do the inner work to work with mindset and spiritual coaches and to do the retreats or to go to the elanon or a or whatever or whatever church you go to if it really facilitates the awareness right because if you don't notice that it will become a thing and it will take your consciousness down. And I think that's, you know, for me, it's it's a struggle. It, it takes hold when you don't weed it out. It takes and then you become, a, your existence becomes about that. So be very, very, very careful of that. Surrender that. Notice that, you know, not feel shame of it because here's the thing. It's human. It's the you know, ego, most of our egos are below 200, right, so it's a human, it's the human condition to deal with pride, and that's why I'm talking about all these shades of pride, right, and the only reason I'm talking about all these shades is because I have experienced it, because I have that showed up for me, it shouldn't be this horrible thing, right, like, oh my god, like, ah, it's just What a terrible person. She's at 190, right? Like, it's not like that. 85% of people are below 200. And by the way, just because you're noticing pride in your life doesn't mean that is your level of consciousness. Everybody has some shade of pride show up from time to time, right? So where are you taking credit for your success, right? Or should I say, making that your identity, right, or being a certain way. So that's one side of 190. The other one is called a rescuership. It's also at 190. There is a theory called the Cartman drama triangle. I'm going to say it again so you can write this down. It's called the Cartman Drama Triangle. And I have been fascinated with this for years. And it's the triangle of victim, persecutor, and a rescuer. And those three are each at the, they're all three are at the level of pride. Victim is at 180, persecutor is at 185. Rescuer is at 190. The prosecutor prosecutes. The victims and the rescuer comes in, and it's like, "Oh, you poor victim! Let me save you from the mean persecutor." It happens in daily situation. It happens in relationships, where you know, even though it's three roles, like people be, get in a fight, and you know, one will persecute, one will play the victim, and then you know, they'll go back and forth, and they'll switch sometimes. And I used to be that way when I opened my restaurant. At first, I was totally playing the prosecutor all the time that was my go-to. I'd always come into the restaurant in the morning. like, oh, you know, they didn't sweep the floor. They didn't do this. They didn't do that, you know. And what was happening, you know, I was getting a lot of juice out of that because it, it was like, oh, I, you know, of course, I'm the only one who knows what to do. It gave me a sense of control. But then again, the impact of that was having a bunch of victims around me because these two energies sort of play together. It's not like, You know, I used to say one is causing the other, but they really like to show up together. You can't tell, you know, when there's a victim, usually the prosecutor shows up and there's a prosecutor, the victim shows up. They sort of like tend to trigger each other, right? So when you're playing the prosecutor, there is a victim around for sure, right? And then the rescuer comes in and says, let me help. And I see this with a lot of coaches their go-to tends to be the rescuer. There is a difference between empowering people and saving and rescuing people. So I want you to write this down. The minute you start saving and rescuing the clients, you're lowering their frequency. I'm going to say this again. When you start saving and rescuing their, your clients, you're lowering their frequency. Why is this? Because you're turning them into victims. You can't empower somebody from a place of victim. Empowerment is different. It's vision casting, inspiration. It's asking tough questions. It's leading them, right? Saving them. And it can take a lot of different forms. I have a coach on my team who likes to cheerlead. That's how she saves people. Somebody's struggling, oh, let me just cheerlead, right? Instead of being brutally honest with that person about what's going on, right? It's not always pretty, right? Empowerment and being a coach is not always pretty. Lovingly straight is what I used to say. It's very important. You have to ask for permission, but you have to be honest with people but you always have to ask for permission too, otherwise it's not going to create a safe space. But rescuing and saving people never works. Rescuing is at 190, right? And for those of you who have teams, be so sure you're not doing that with your team. They're jumping in and helping, oh, maybe they're working too hard, let me help. Because it's not empowering you're going to create a bunch of victims who are not taking initiative and that's also what I saw in my restaurant. There's a lot of that going on. Right? So over the past two episodes we walked through some of the different shades of pride. Right? The contempt, the indignant, the justified, you know, making wrong, fixing people. Although that's A little bit that, you know, that's below the level of pride, but wanted to throw that in there and the victim and the doubt and the storyteller and the rescuer. And really the reason I wanted to share that is not for you just to listen, but I want you to maybe spend some time today journaling on this and really looking at where that's showing up in your business and being super, super aware. Sometimes awareness is really enough. Sometimes you have to go through a full round of letting go to release some of that. And I think a victim is has been my biggest lesson. It's like we entrepreneurs like to think that we're not very victimized, right? Because if we were, we couldn't run our business. But it creeps in. We're all susceptible to all these levels, all of them. And I saw this in COVID quite a bit, right? It's like, I can't, you know, there's a lot of people, oh, my business fell apart because of COVID. No, it wasn't because of COVID, right? Because there were very, many, 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 many coaching businesses that thrived. We had 200 extra revenue over the past 18 months in COVID, right? It has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with COVID. I don't care what's happening. Everybody, you know, in the coaching virtual space, had an opportunity to launch online so we need to be super super careful about buying into these energies because the cost of it is that we don't get to serve other people right so hope this was helpful let me know in the comments you know or jump into our next retreat if you haven't yet i'm going to leave the registration link in the comments for you guys we're doing one in a in a couple of weeks, I'm going to leave the, I'm going to leave the registration link in the comments. And it's once you register, it's going to redirect you into our Facebook group. So jump in and join. And, and when you do, um, let us know that you, if you got something out of this, I always love to get feedback from people, just, just hear how they're doing with this. And is this helping? Is this transforming something? All right. And I will see you guys in the next podcast. To continue the conversation, I want to invite you to join our next seven-day retreat uh, that we're doing. And you can do so by sending the word retreat to 66866, and that will get you registered and we'll see you there.